you are listening to the Just Chirpin' Podcast. Now buckle those chin straps, because here we go! I love that. I love that. In case you're in need of a chin strap, uh, please check out our sponsors here. Pirani's Hockey World, the play store for chin straps. Uh, on your game pro shop, skate detailing, tape, and chin straps. Skate, <laughs> skates pro shop, skates, sticks, pucks, and chin straps. <laughs> and True Edge, no chin straps. <laughs> Check well out these sponsors. Well done. I love the adaptation. <laughs> kind of threw me for a loop there. I had to think on my feet. I wasn't quite ready for that. Man. Oh, welcome in. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? Well, I'm doing doing a lot better. How are you guys doing? Oh, glad to hear that. Great. Um, I'm doing great. Real good. Ah, I had a pretty exciting day today. Well, let's get started with you. Went up to Lowe's. Picked up a new house plant today. Oh, what'd you get? I have no idea. I'm going to die in two months. Did you get one of those pussy willows? No. Oh, no. It's a, a non-jizz vicus. <laughs> this is a family show. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I, what? <laughs> well, that sounds very interesting, Chris. Yeah. Sounds anything, exciting stuff. Anything else to report? Uh, We golfed. Yep. Had to hang out with your brother. Yep. It was interesting, as always. Always is. Good this time he, you know, didn't get thrown off the golf course or the ice and, you know, have to, <laughs> have to go to the locker room and uh, chill out. So You had to go to the quiet room once. Uh, yeah. I appreciated the final ride out on your family's cruising vessel as well over the weekend. So yep. it was nice to get out there. Seriously? Putting it up? going to be, I wow. think it's going to be too cold to go out, but... I won't store it until mid to late October. So if the lake we have was, a nice day, we might go out again. Yeah, but the lake was a little chilly to get out in there. I, be, I was definitely mid-thigh is about as high as I would go, or deep as I would go into <laughs> into the water there. I think if we went out between now and, and storing it for the, for the winter, it'd be like a cruise around, not anchor and get in the water and swim and play Burn games. Burn out some stuff. of that leftover gas kind of trip. It, no something like had. that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Anything new with you, Brent? Uh, no, just got through the weekend. Kind of a stressful weekend, as, as a lot of people uh, may know. But uh, other than that, uh, doing all right. You know, got to uh, see a lot of friends this weekend and kind of uh, catch up. And then there were some high points and there were some low points. Yeah. So. But they we're bouncing back. Yeah. Hopefully, so. um, hopefully the pro- progression goes smooth oh, as the days go by and it gets a little bit easier. Just keep going forward. That's the only way. Yeah. So, yep. Well, if you don't mind, when we were talking earlier, you had said that uh, Kim had a really nice service and stuff that they yeah, had put together absolutely. for. Yeah, or they really did. Had in her memory and honor yep. and stuff, right? They, they really did. It was it was uh, well done. Uh, I Forgive me, I can't remember, but it was uh, basically a barn. I can't remember what the, the, I think it was called like, the church in a barn or whatever barn church barn church and it wasn't the original manger uh, or manger number two it's it's out in hudsonville (laughs) um and it was well it was well done it really kind of surprised me and i think uh i think kim would have really liked it because it was it was it was a farm atmosphere you know you can definitely feel the country and the doors were open and it was it was well done it was uh it was uh like i said it was well done and uh, the right words were said in my opinion you know um I think one of the 
weirdest thing about it is, you know, like I said, everything was great is sitting there in a room with all your buddies that, you know what, we, we go out there and we make a lot of poor choices and we get loud and do dumb shit and we act like a bunch of tough guys at time and seeing all your, all your buddies that you compete on the ice with and stuff hurt and you see that emotion comes out. I mean, I definitely feel a lot closer to a lot of these guys now than I ever have because we all just became super vulnerable in front of each other and when that happens, walls come down, mm-hmm. and, and it's definitely is uh, something that you don't wanna, uh, you know, maybe want to do. It It happens, and you know what? I, I think there's better friendships that are going to be coming out of this because of that vulnerability. So it's it's, it's always positive. hard. It's always hard to go to um, a funeral or a celebration of life. The the getting there is the hard part, but once you're there, in you're all together for the same person or for the same reason. Yep. Nobody wanted to go. No. But once you're there, you kind of cleave to one another yep. and you're all in the same boat and you everybody's pulling for each other yep. and embracing one another and it you leave you always feel good when you leave. I mean, I should that I'd say that loosely. Yeah. You feel better, better when you yes. leave than you did when you yep. got there. And I think that's a, a nice little full circle I think what makes it, thing. Uh, you know, everything's got a, a cycle to it, you know. And and I think once you get through that, that those final hours, minutes, you know, it, there is a sense of, of a chapter ending, you know. Unfortunately, that's the best way I can put it. But then you get to turn the page, and that's where kind of, you know what, it's a new beginning. And we're, here and comes the next chapter. Here comes the next mm-hmm. chapter. What you know? What's what's next in this book of life that we uh, that we all have? You yeah. Know? So, Shoot. and that was kind of the weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah, I noticed that Walker was awfully desolate with um, staff members. Yes. We had our first learn to play on Saturday, so this is kind of my what's what too. Okay. Um, and uh, I Mike was there, but he rounded up enough dads and coaches to run learn to play so he could get over to the yeah, memorial yeah, talk to him for a little bit there yeah so yeah so i could tell that you there everybody all the colleagues were yep. all there there was only a couple of people were working at the rink and it, it was desolate to say the least yeah so. that's uh, that's what i heard uh you know you, you know wayne wayne um, wayne and amy, wayne I, and I, amy. i'm kind of a little hesitant on saying their last name on okay. the air we'll have to, <laughs> wayne and amy doesn't Shoot, they don't ring listen. a bell Vander, <laughs> vanderberg he, they, he I, coaches there amy used to be one of my uh one of the scorekeepers of silver park for the, like the longest time oh i bet you i'd know him You'd if i saw him i'm just not putting a name and face together in my and head you could see that they had a lot on their mind they, they i guess there were some games that were being played there and he had to go coach, but you know he was trying to you know juggle it all and you know keep his emotions in check. And, mm-hmm. and then I saw him later in the night. You could, I I just sat there and looked at those two in the face and was just like, you guys are just spent. You can just see it, the emotions and mm-hmm. just go 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 go. And you know you keep moving though. You know it's uh, you don't have really a lot of time to uh, dwell. You know yeah. and it, you know I'm sure it caught up to him a little bit and it catches up with all of us, but. Uh, I know they, they they're just good people like I said but, but they they said yeah it was pretty sparse they didn't even know who was going to do the ice there for a while yeah you yeah know? Mike had asked one of uh one of the coaches that came over if he'd cut the ice and he was like man I haven't drove a Zamboni in like eight years I don't really feel <laughs> just like riding a bike yeah <laughs> you do it once you can do it again but it sounds like a long day for everybody that was involved yep. on top of an even longer week yeah and hopefully those days get shorter like yeah, I said hopefully. earlier 
Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully they get a little bit shorter. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, but I suppose we should get into some of the content. Sure. Now let's that we're jump done into catching this. up. Um, Chris, well, that was would you like the crappy line change? Jeez. You thought that was a crappy line change? Did you have something else you wanted well, to add? Well, I don't know. I, you I, I, just you know throwing what? out all this industry jargon and stuff. Oh, it was content. kind of, to be honest with you, you did just make a change, like, you know, when the puck was in the zone still. It didn't, it didn't feel smooth like I you've had it, in the past. I thought it was pretty smooth. It was, hey, let's get into the, the nope. show, but we, you know. Nope. You were the tired center that just decided you're done and it's time for a change. Why? Tired, lazy, <laughs> old, all puck, of the above. Puck. You just pointed at somebody and waved him out so you could go sit your yeah, ass yeah. on go, the bench. Calling in the bullpen here, guys. Okay, well, whenever you guys want to move on, just, you oh, know. Hang on. Uh-oh. Oh, finally. I'm ready to move on. It's about time. <laughs> Anything uh, else you'd like to add, Chris, before we make this line change? No, but I was going to do it a lot more smoothly than that. But now this is awkward and just, you know, we might as well get into the story that's gripping the nation. Let's do it. I'm ready for this. I suppose. Brent, I think you know most about it because <laughs> I don't I'll really just... know all that much other than... Missing white woman, and some people had some issues with that. That was national news. But, you know, it was a little odd when you heard that Gabby went out on a cross-country trip. Was it two months or just one month? I'm, I'm not sure on the details on that, but it was her and their uh, her fiance? Her fiance. Yeah. And they became, like, kind of like TikTok, Instagram, you know, sensations, if you will, before... Um, you know, she came up missing before her disappearance. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, they, were, they were getting a lot of notoriety, um, you know, up with their friends and then getting shared and cause they're taking some cool pictures and it was just kind of, you know, kind of taken off, you know, Brian didn't plan that one very well. No, Shoot. He, he didn't. <laughs> you don't get, want her to be famous. No, <laughs> he may not have anything to do with this. Okay. Uh, oh, he's guilty. Oh, I see you smiling. The audience can't see that. So there's some sarcasm there. <laughs> If the glove doesn't fit, you must, must have quit. quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just extremely befuddling. Like you're not going to get away with it, you know? Right. And, and, and then all of a sudden, yeah, he should have just disappeared too. Like he's done now. Like well, why he, bother coming back for a week? He did disappear. Didn't he? Nobody yeah, knows where he's at. No, nobody knows now, where he's but at I mean, now. He just never should have so, came back. So well. let okay, me just so, say this. Hang a second. Hang a second. Cause you know, uh, for our audience out there, um, that we didn't really say a whole bunch. We just kind of jumped in. That was it. exactly what I was going to ask oh, you to do. Perfect. Yeah. There, uh, there was this couple that was, uh, you know, they got engaged and they were kind of doing this cross nation, um, kind of journey to go through national parks and stuff like that together they jumped in their van and we're going on this cross-country trip uh her name is uh gabby petito i I'm, hope i'm saying that right and brian laundry or laundry was the uh the uh, fiance well somewhere along the way um there was actually some domestic violence that happened i don't know if i'm sure some of you that are following this know but it was actually caught on uh the, uh, the officer's um Body cam. Body cam. And she scratched him, and he grabbed her arm, and X, Y, Z, one, two, three. No, they basically said, can you guys knock it off? You're free to go. Okay. So we'll start off with that. There's just been documentation of you two chuckle heads together. Period. Done. All right. I'm just going to say it like that. They continue their journey on. She sends, you know, posting more pictures. You know, things are great. And he's posting things. Things are great, I guess. And then all of a sudden, um, nothing's being posted anymore um or some of the things that are being posted aren't having a location tag 
put on it. So it's just a picture being posted without a location, which was weird because she always yeah. tagged a location. And then it kind of stopped. And so I guess, you know, I'm uh, towards the end of this, and I'm, I'm kind of might be screwing up some of the dates and stuff, end of August, um, they are presuming that he was had control of her phone and was basically talking to her parents, you know, as her, posting pictures, pretending. Holy you know, crap. This is all assumption. You know, obviously I don't know anything. I'm just kind of following what I see in the news and, and, and online. But uh, she got right, Nancy Grace. You're all up on this. Oh, dude, I, do. I love crime stuff. I openly admit I love crime stuff. And uh, so she's been literally missing their thinking now close to a month, or she was. You know, they, she was found, uh, I believe, on Monday. Uh, they found her. Uh, somebody found her remains? some remains uh, maybe on Friday. Friday and, or Monday. It was recent. Yeah. They confirmed they yesterday. Confirmed, right? yes. Yeah. That it was her and homicide. And so this guy ends up uh, going back home, I guess, you know, in between in, in between the, the body being found and, and identified. And next thing you know, he takes off and says he's he going down before. to the Everglades. What? I thought he was home before they found the body. Yeah, I think it was. Just and then before. he just took off. He told everybody. They, here's yeah. my, he told mom and dad grabbing a backpack, going down to the Everglades. And nobody has seen him since. Um, since then, the FBI, police, everybody's going through house and, and mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff, search warrants and stuff. Wow. But it, it, just, it just it just blows me away. Like, this guy is going to get caught, you know? And, yeah. And the weird, the weird thing is, is, like, I know, like, if, if I did something like this. So, you know what? Beth and I are going to jump in a van, and we're going to go across the country. And then you don't I just show up. By yourself yeah. back home. <laughs> you kind of get where I'm going with this. I think most people would get where, you know, you, there's no way you can explain that one. No. Like, oh, yeah. She just really loved the mountains. So that's you basically know, what he did. Right. She's staying in a hostel there. He, he right. just basically said, yeah, we decided to part ways halfway through the trip. And she wanted to go north and I wanted to go south. So we just dude, you're engaged. I, I'm not going to sit there and, and go, oh, Beth, you know what? We decided to take a, you know this trip together, but you know what? I'm going to keep the van. You can go ahead and good luck on foot. <laughs> Come, this, this guy clearly is an idiot. And, you know, a, a should, I hope nobody out there that I know ever does this to somebody anyways. But this, this guy's audacity and brazenness is just, I'm convinced he's a serial killer. I'll just say it because we're talking about it early. I'm convinced this was either his first run at doing it or he's got other victims out there. And this is my, you know, just my opinion, but there is no way the, the, this, in my opinion, the psychopathic behavior, the confidence, the brazen, the arrogance of this, like, Hey, you can't touch me. I mean, I'd be like running for the hills, you know, I'd be panicking. I'd be sweating. I couldn't do anything, <laughs> yeah. you know, crying in a corner. I don't well, know. Something that I thought was highlighted by this and probably for the better is just awareness on abusive relationships and not necessarily physical. And again, this is coming from the land of Facebook memes and, you know, people yeah. posting things, but it sounds like there was a, a quite a, bit of abusiveness or something like that. I don't know if it was a known history or just from the video and stuff that people were calling out that you could definitely tell, you know, that there was something going on there. And 
suggesting women to, you know, be strong if they're in that situation get out to of get that out of that AL. or for guys to, you know, for equal society. <laughs> now. Yeah. It, it can go both ways. It definitely oh, yeah. can. Especially that. Mental yeah. Abuse. You've been married. You're married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I actually think it goes one way and it's downhill on you guys. You, you, know, <laughs> you say that, you know, well, I'll be honest. I've been in, been in this relationship with Beth now for six years, and I, I think I have Stockholm Syndrome. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Google that one. I just kidding. It's not, not that bad. <laughs> but I do identify with my captor. <laughs> I wonder how how long it's going to be before past relationships start to be brought up, um, you know, old girlfriends that, yeah. start to come out and say, I dated this person from so you know if there are any left you know like you said that's what i'm thinking well i don't know if they're because i wondered that when he mentioned that he might be a serial killer like if he's in a controlling abusive relationship though you i don't know how that would translate again i'm not a profiler even though i do watch a lot of criminal minds not a sponsor Um, yet why would never mind um (laughs) i had to throw it in (laughs) but i just find it I don't know what that type of psychology would be behind it. Like if you are, you know, controlling on well, I guess that's probably usually what it always is, is you're controlling on something and that's why you kill. Um, but to have a relationship and stuff and then, you know, I mean, I just talked in circles. on no, but we're, we're talking about it earlier. You know what? And so then I end up pulling up the list of, you know, serial killers across the, across the world or America here. You know what? Ted Bundy, absolutely controlling. What's he do? He, you know, finds a woman, ties her up, control. Mm-hmm. You know, takes her captive, does what he does. Well, and he it, was awfully dreamy too. When, oh, dude, you see those eyes? Yeah, oh, what a beaut. Uh, John Wayne he Gacy, tie me up. Horrible yeah, person. John Wayne Gacy, same thing. Handcuffs, control. Takes these children, young men, into into possession. They can't get away. Does what he does. Abdu- abducts, kills, hides. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer, what did he do? Oh. He drugged you, controlled, tied up, cut you up, eat you. Oh, he got hungry after all that work. Kind of sounds like that pizza place in D.C., huh? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, all, every single one of these people on the list, you can definitely see that control uh, is, is, is there. Well, and, I don't mean to throw water on your uh, fire here, Brent, but if you're going to kill somebody, I generally think you have to have some, you know, type of control over them. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, they kind of got to be handcuffed, you know, you're not going to just come up to somebody and be like, Hey, I'm going to do you harm. Just stay right there while I get my knife out. You know, they'll be like, okay, sure. I want to uh, be agreeable. Got, yeah. But you know what the, you know, on, you know, on this list here, we, we, they, I can't remember their names, but the, you know, the DC, uh, the DC snipers, uh, there was no control there. The only thing you had control over was the trigger. They had control you know, over the situation. They had control over the situation. They didn't tie anybody up. They just randomly picked people along a highway and cities. You get to pick Whatever who happened and who to dies. the one um, in Michigan a few oh. years ago, five, six, seven years ago? Uh, that was on 131, wasn't it? No, it was on I 96 between here and Lansing or Lansing and Detroit because I lived in Columbus at the time and oh, I was coming yeah. back like every other weekend. And I remember I would push my car or my seat all the way back so that yes. I'd be like flush with the, um, the, the metal the, part, the, I, the frame. I, what yeah. was this? Uh, what was the, it was somebody that was sniping at cars along I-96. I think it was over by the Holton area where the, um, outlet malls at. 
Yeah, I do remember. It was in that area. I don't remember all the details, but yeah, I, I forgot about Was that about classified that as a serial killer? I don't know. I, think I don't know if anybody died. And, yeah, I don't know if anybody I don't know actually if there, died. Oh, okay. I don't think there was any fatalities, but lots of cars were hit. Shitty shot. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> huh. I, 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 I do vaguely remember it, but I don't, yeah, I, just, I don't know a lot of details on that one. Yeah. Huh. Cool story, Chris. <laughs> Caught him while he's taking a drink. So I, I guess yeah. like I don't know what else to say. You know, I do hope he gets caught. I do think uh, one thing that does bother me from uh, from hearing all this stuff and what I was kind of alluding to uh, earlier is like this young man's parents aren't helping at all. You know, it's it's well, yeah, they probably looked the other way when well, he was killing they're, uh, they're, dogs and cats as a kid. Well, here's here there is a there is something that was said. I don't know if it's true or not. But there is actual video footage of somebody who finds the van. Uh, you know, they take a video of it, and as they drive down, they pass a pickup truck, and it's got a bunch of totes in the back and two people in the front that suspiciously possibly could have been the parents of this Brian. Oh, jeez. Mm. I mean, it's I mean, it's inter- it's going to be interesting to hear the whole story. I'm sure we'll be able to find it on Netflix here in about another eight months. Perfect. You know, we'll catch up then and. Yeah, no, it's just it's just weird. It's just weird. What if Netflix has gone full true life uh documentary and they, you know, playing out in real time and you know, they're I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Anyways, yeah. Nah. yeah, they do Speaking like a, of somebody who's not a they, serial killer. They do like a real life thing. Jay is not here because he's actually working out of town, which also could be very serial killerish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just I know we didn't That's call that out. You brought that up. Yeah, he's been we, on the road a lot this year. We yeah, yeah he has a road game. I you're right. We did not mention that. People are probably listening. That all two of you are listening and being like, "Hey, where's Thanks, Jay?" Oh, um, also, Rick. Next time you do a cross country trip with your wife, uh, watch your bike. Definitely kill her. Yeah, no. Jesus, oh, gosh. Just kidding. We don't advocate to kill anyone. No, no, of course not. That was a joke. It was tongue in cheek. Did you not hear me laugh afterwards? Nope. Didn't hear it. Oh. Well. <laughs> Troy. Well. Yeah. And our huh. other listener, Troy Grove. Yeah. Our other listener. Yeah. Well, here. <laughs> we are laughing. That's the only laugh you're going to get. We are laughing. <laughs> Okay, right. I'm sorry. I take that back. I didn't mean it like that. I meant to be funny. It's time to put the second line in. Where my, are we going with this? My friends, <laughs> my friends are going to get that joke and they're going to laugh out loud. You watch. I'll, I'll I'll send you the text message when okay. Rick sends it. Rick, send me a text message if you laughed at me. Just say LOL. LOL. That's all I need, and I'll send it over to Brent so he can see Done. that it came from you. Done. Simple. Perfect. Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. Moving on. Moving on. That wasn't it. all right what do we have up next so we have a little bit of follow-up from uh some events in dc or non-events that were supposed to happen over the weekend um this was in response to the quote-unquote political prisoners from the january 6th insurrection slash protest slash fbi setup operation Etc. Quite the conspiracy. Yeah, well, we can, yeah, keep going on that with the person number one not being indicted who's in charge of the Oath Keepers, but Ooh. we already touched on that one. Passive aggressive. Um, but apparently there, were, or, there was a rally that was scheduled for this past Saturday in D.C. to kind of, you know, protest the political imprisonment of protesters. You know, you're 
Tom, Dick, and Harry, or Jane, and whatever, um, from BFE across the United States. I just happened to be in DC and then were picked up by the FBI and they've been held without bail, um, kept in solitary confinement, you know, just not treated generally how you would expect prisoners to be treated. So there was supposed to be a rally in support for them over the weekend. And, you know, the news, uh, mainstream news was kind of hyping it up saying the FBI came out that there was, um, you know, chatter for another insurrection. It was going to be this big ordeal and stuff. Um, the Capitol police barricaded the Capitol again. Uh, they got it right apparently this time (laughs) and absolutely nobody showed up to it. There was maybe a handful of people there. They did arrest one person who was in possession of a firearm it turned out to be, I believe, a U.S. Customs agent or something from, like, New Jersey. Seriously. Who was in plain clothes there for whatever reason. But as soon as he got, you know, tagged for having a gun, he was like, oh, no, I'm, you know, with uh, Customs or something like that. Um, but the good things that, you know, came out of this were the memes of the quote-unquote protesters that were there. They just look like total G-men, you know, trying to be... <laughs> And I know I like the um, steal the look memes that hop out or, you know, like Bernie at the inauguration and stuff. It was like mittens and like grouching and, you know, your paper envelope. But this one was like, yeah, acid wash, tight jean shorts, uh, Amazon basics, crew neck tee, 12 bucks, Ray-Bans, 150. Because there was a group of like 1980s attacked. Pretty much. <laughs> Maybe not acid wash. It was some type of jean shorts. Definitely though. stone wash. Though. Maybe that's what it was, stone wash. <laughs> yeah. But there was this picture of these, like, quote unquote, protesters that were there. And they were all, like, middle-aged, pretty buff, but not, like, jacked up white dudes with sunglasses. Like Sonny all Crockett. The, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Davy Crockett. Miami Vice knuckleheads. That was before our time. I wasn't even born then. Oh, <laughs> I did watch Chips, though. That was even older than Miami Vice. <laughs> well, he took the wind right out of your sail, Chris. <laughs> I was trying to... 80s joke. Yeah, good one. Do you feel like the FBI when nobody showed up to your protest so you couldn't <laughs> yeah. trap them? Yeah. <laughs> so that's all. I don't know. Nothing really happened, which is good. You know, I do it kind of seems cr- that... Um, People are starting to wise up uh, after some setups in Michigan, in Washington, D.C., and then trying to get another one going here. So. I do find it really interesting, though, like that these people have not been like released or, you know, I, and somebody please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. But like it seemed like when the towers went down, they were quick to start naming names and nailing people like, like that guy that was doing like the, the training out, you know, on an airport, he was, he was picked up next thing, you know, here's his trial date. And this is, and it was all public and transparent. And now these guys here, it's been January 6th. Uh, what, they're just hoping we all just forget about it. I think that's the plan, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, well, and they don't really have much to charge them with other than like it, trespassing. Exactly. I think that Time the served. people that have actually been, um, tried or charged it's basically not even a breaking and entering but like a trespassing and then like interrupting a government function or something like that or something yeah yeah nothing that um 
amounts to insurrection or trying to topple the, but, <laughs> the I mean, United and, States and, government. In all honesty, though, I mean, it, it, if they are still in prison, if they've been charged and they're in prison or they're in jail or whatever it is, it, at this point, you'd almost think it's got to be time served, 90 days. Right. I mean, let's be oh, honest well about beyond it. that. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, they should be out, and it seemed like you'd be hearing the news articles or them, you know, doing shit on YouTube and all that other kind of stuff, getting the word on them, like their experiences and stuff. I just want to know why they haven't been able to find that pipe bomber that uh, put the pipe bombs out in front of the RNC and the DNC the night before. Oh, I because I was also part of it. Um, oh, okay. Because you had all these, uh, you know, Midwest nice folks that walked into the Capitol after the police stepped aside and let them in. Um, <laughs> I love how he gets those little digs in there suddenly. Kind of like what happened on the take or the kidnapping attempt of the governor um here in michigan Ooh, um he doubled down he did he went yeah. for it <laughs> well i don't you know you see a pattern you gotta call it out um there but anyways validity to that <laughs> yeah yeah I did, very I, I, strange on that but um no but on the um pipe bombs you're in dc you have better than this like grainy ATM style camera of who this person is and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Washington DC and it's 2021. Everybody has an HD camera strapped to the front of their house. I think right. everybody in the world has an HD camera besides people working for the government right. or those that, that actually see Bigfoot. My, isn't that convenient? <laughs> yeah. Notice there's been no sightings of them in the last 10 years. I know. Thank you. iPhone for debunking that one. Actually. <laughs> I guess he doesn't exist. I want to go squatching, but they just proved that there isn't any. <laughs> no, but the FBI also released the photos of these pipe bombs. It, these might as well have been work bombs that I made in like middle school with, you know, throw a little works in there, some tin foil and <laughs> put the cap on. Wait, you made bombs in middle school? Not a school? bomb. Um, works bombs. It was a, uh, I'm not giving out the recipe, but it's an old high school. Print. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I just did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's only two ingredients. Yeah. Uh, they figured it's a science it out. experiment. It's like vinegar and baking soda. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. It's a, it's a science experiment. Same thing. We do not condone Mentos and Coke. Any of these <laughs> Mentos and Coke. Yeah, any well of these, done. Yeah. Paper towel and gunpowder in a fire. So, <laughs> but, uh, Oh, that took it too far. I see where we draw the line. I, there was a little bit of gunpowder left <laughs> I, and gasoline. Sorry. Right. I set your mom's yard on fire when we we're in high school. Still hasn't grown back in. <laughs> well, sorry. Anyways. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm going to be responsible for a crappy line change oh, here. Here we go. Zane. Sorry. Well, now my we're out of the, fell off. Now, that, <laughs> now that we're out of the conspiracy talk, <laughs> let's get into some hockey talk. All right. Mm-hmm. What do you have over there? I saw you. You have a hell of a list tonight. I have a list. First, I'd like to highlight some of the recent retirements. Now, this isn't ah, yes. everybody, but just this month. Uh, Travis Zajac from New Jersey retires. Uh, Zach Smith from Ottawa has retired. And David Backus got traded back to St. Louis and announced his retirement. And I have a couple of notes on David Backus. He's the most decorated out of all those guys, isn't he? I take that back. I don't have notes on David Bass. Yes, you do. You you lost a post-it note them. somewhere. I saw it. You had a list. I had Your I had some it. some notes, but um, <laughs> he was a, a NHL All Star in 2010 or 11, 
and he was a Selkie nominee in 2012 or 13. And Stanley Cup. He had 400 and some odd points over his career. Um, and no, he didn't win a Stanley Cup. I thought he won. I, I don't St. think Louis. he did. No, because he got traded oh, to Boston, that's and right. St. Louis beat Boston. That's right. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, that's that is that same year. That's that's a real stinker for him. Uh, so four hundred and some odd points, and um, a great career. And I think that's awfully charming that he, uh, the St. Louis, welcomed him back in a trade. I don't think it was a, a bad it was breakup, a trade. though. Was he it? signed. They signed him. It wasn't a bad breakup to happen, anyways, was it? I don't really know. I don't think it was. I don't think it was bad. I think that uh, Bacchus probably didn't want to go, but what St. Louis got in return and the direction that St. Louis wanted to go, which I can't remember who was involved in the trade, but it all worked out pretty good. So he ended up going to – actually, if anything, the trade was probably better for Bacchus to go to uh, Boston because he would have more opportunity for a cup. Mm-hmm. And St. Louis just happened to turn that season around – halfway through and end up running the table. You know what? You did pretty good with your memory there. He did play in the NHL All-Star game in 2011, and he was a Frank Selke Trophy finalist in 2012. Perfect. Other than that, he is basically a really high-ranking amateur hockey player with all those awards. That's too much to mention. Sure. (laughs) And that's not to cast shade on the other two, uh, Zajac and Smith, um, or any of the other retirees this year. There's a a plethora, a whole list. That's what I meant to say. Um, There's a, a long list of retirees that would we could do a whole show about, but that'd be boring. It, it probably would be extremely boring. I'm actually looking up Zach Smith right now because he was a pretty good uh, hockey player for a long time. Mm-hmm. But even Google doesn't know who he is. Oh, yeah. There he is. <laughs> it's Let's a very see. generic name. Smith. It is. You, you know what? You go, to the, you, you go to Wiki, you know, because Wiki knows all. Yeah, but then you have to donate the dollar or whatever. You don't to have them. to do shit. You don't have to? No. Oh, man, I've been you donating a dollar every serious? time I look something up. Are you being serious? No. Oh, <laughs> I was like, man, I got a lot of dumb friends. <laughs> it's kind of like, I'm almost as dumb as Brian <laughs> from the story before. <laughs> I know, it's kind of like, I sit there and looked at you, and I'm like, but you're the only one that gives money to OnlyFans, too. <laughs> what? You don't? <laughs> they, they all have Twitter accounts. <laughs> that shit's free. Well, she friended me on Snapchat. <laughs> You know what? Uh, Zach Smith had a very long, long career, too. A lot, a lot of years, AHL, NHL. But he does not have, unfortunately, any awards. I don't think he did. Uh, he kind of was I, – I wrote him down as a recent because I think it was um, last week. Okay. Tail end of last week that he announced his retirement. That yeah. was actually after David Backus. Gotcha. Yeah. So, All right. Um, outside of that, uh, the Coyotes have announced that the Kachin, Kachin, say how you said Kachina, it earlier. Just Kachin, say China, Kachina, Kachina. Gosh, I was saying it so well earlier. I just can't get out of my own way today. The you know what the, the Kachina the Kachina the Kachina. Thank you. Good yes. grief! I should have just given this one right to you. So they're bringing back the the Kachina. 
um, that was <laughs> their uh, that's their their logo on the front of their blouses. Yeah, and that was what. When did that that, that started? That, that was ninety three. That was instated between uh, nineteen ninety six and two thousand three. Okay, so it's been a while since we've seen it out. Short of it being on a third jersey or something like that. I like that jersey. I really do. It's just, you know, it's it was so different for the time. You know, everybody, I don't want to say everybody's jerseys were out there boring or whatnot, but their jerseys were jerseys were jerseys. This had, this had abstract art on it. It had different kind of, you know, borders on the, on the, on the blouse, on the sleeve, on the, on the torso. It was different. Neck collar had Absolutely. detail and it was, it's very fitting for, an, for Arizona. It was. So when the Coyotes came in to the NHL, it was in 96. You looked at that they thing. They started with that one. And you feel like, you know what, you were in the desert. You yeah. Know? It was very fitting. It, don't, don't mind well my done. cat here, Brent. He's well done. Well done. microphone or headphone cord. So they're bringing it back for just this season, or I don't know. Are they That's just going to have question. select games that they're going to do this, or? Well, I had heard that they were bringing. I thought it was just for their white jerseys, their away jerseys. Now those ones suck. I don't. Well, they, I, I like the dark ones. I like know? the dark. I I prefer the dark ones Absolutely. too. Absolutely. If you're going to do it, do those. But I think they their their thought process with going with the white is that it really shows off all of the unique colors and abstract art that is in the uh, white jersey or the kachina 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 the kachina <laughs> before <laughs> the the black ones kind of drown out some of. Well, they, they the weren't mines. exactly black. They were the, the maroon, uh, the purple or maroon. Were they maroon? Yeah. Why was up. I thinking that they were black? Uh, because that was an alternate that was You're done. You're absolutely right. They were like a, a yeah. burgundy or You know maroon. what? The, that, that's one thing I would like to see the NHL do, and maybe all sports do, is like, I know baseball, when you're home, you're white. You know, the Red Wings, or, you know, when you know, are when you're home, they're they're red. D- Detroit, yeah. when they're home, they're white. The Lions, I don't. NFL is the same. They wear dark at home. Do they wear and dark white at home? Road. I I think that if you're playing more than 16 games in a season, you, you there should be some leeway. If they're gonna wear their alternates, let you wear you know a different color. Yeah, I think like the fans deserve to see the different styles of jerseys. I get that's where the alternate came from to give them something different, but like. How often do you get a chance to see, you know, your team wearing the white, or get a chance to watch, and then they're wearing the red or whatever color it is? It's just always the same every single time. I, I think there should be some flip flopping, or say, home teams this year are going to be wearing white. Next year, home teams are going to be wearing dark, mm-hmm. and just kind of mix it up for the fans. Or if you have a third jersey design, or a, you know, one game off jersey that you have that's really cool. Yeah. Well, why not wear it? for a, a series of games. Absolutely. Well, I just introduced this for one specific game. Now, I get the Winter Classic or something like that where they throw back to a Heritage or a throwback jersey. That That's unique. Yep. That's okay with a one-off. But I thought the Red Wings silver jersey, the reverse retro. The garbage one? Or whatever they were. You didn't like that one? I thought that was, that was kind of cool looking. It's just Did something really? different. Well, you never see anything different with the Red Wings jerseys. I think for, like, somebody... somebody uh, like me, because maybe I'm, <laughs> I am old. All right, said it out loud. Well, you said it. Um, I really do enjoy like the nostalgia of like when I go to and when I watch the Tigers or if I watch the Red Wings, 
you watch the New York Yankees. You you watch the Boston Red Sox, the White Sox. You they come in there and you get that vintage. This is how it started. Look, mm-hmm. and I really, really, really like and appreciate that. You know that really brings the the history of the city and the history of the team, and it just brings it all together. I think that is absolutely perfect. A lot of these newer franchises. You know what? I'm okay with you doing whatever you got to do with your jerseys and stuff like that. Um, but I do. I like the nostalgia. That doesn't bother me seeing the same Red Wing jersey, like like you, the example you're giving over and over again. Right. Bring me back that old uh, the, the old Detroit Falcons jersey. That'd be cool to you, see. You I know, like the Winter the, Classic like, one that they had with the D. Yep. That was cool. Or that went the, back to the Cougars. I think it was. The, yeah. The, or, and then even the throwback with the all the extra stripes on it. Yes. I, the, like the original sweater. Absolutely. I think that's great. Th- those would be cool to see. I also like seeing. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. You know what you're getting with the Detroit uniform and I, that's important, but it is kind of fun to see them flip some colors around, change some schematics yeah. and come out with something that's a little more new age to fit in with some of these newer teams, but the original six teams, you, you're never going to find. Well, there's kind of a different. thing. I don't know if we're on the tail end of it or in the middle of it. They're doing a lot of art. You know, like I do graphics and stuff like that. There, there's this kind of style going around right now. It's it's basically called it's simplism. They try to make things look simple and mm-hmm. clean, like the Washington Capitals jersey this year with a W on it. Are you shitting me? It Are you get, shitting me? Who, who you got paid? How much <laughs> to to you know what fucking come up with a, a, a an aerial font W? <laughs> I mean, like I'm just being serious. It's like. Get creative. I like to be creative. Well, didn't it have stuff. Uh, three or four stars underneath the W? <laughs> Whoop-dee-doo. I mean, that was pretty cool. I thought the jerseys were sharp. I thought they sucked. Well, you know what? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> I'd You're like, just mad you didn't come up with yeah, it. Yeah, no kidding. He's just I, jealous. You know what? The, one of the most simplistic jerseys that I really enjoyed was those Colorado slash uh, Quebec ones those that were for that winter classic. They were nasty. Game. Those were yes. beautiful. Filthy. They were. I mean, with the white gloves, the white pants. Oh. I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 that, it threw me off. I'm like, seriously, you look like a tampon, but I love it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> I just, that's, about, that's the best thing I can say for it. I mean, they were so. Cool, those though. were sick jerseys. Yes, we can agree on that at least. Oh my gosh, you did look like a tampon. Though. Those are sharp. But yeah, now that you mention that, I can't get that out of my head. I knew it looked like something. Could there put it. Yeah, right there, right in my bathroom cabinet this whole time. You know what? Probably the worst jersey, and you know, since we're going to talk about jersey, I know that we're going to have to put the third line out there for the next topic, <laughs> is those Dallas neon and black ones. I thought those were garbage. Oh, they were horrible. Absolutely atrocious. What, and they had something funky about them, like the, they, they looked like... Tron jerseys or something. Oh, like Tron jerseys, or they looked like a, cons- a road construction crew. Yeah. If the color was neon green instead of neon orange. I did not like it. I they, could not appreciate it. Yeah. And didn't they have white gloves with them or something, too? I couldn't even tell you. I can't remember. But I they, didn't watch long. They were horrible. I had to call Danella in from the other room. I go, honey, you got to come and look at these garbage uniforms. And she's like, oh, what's so bad about she's them? She's like, oh, I think they're sharp. No, she, <laughs> she, she agreed. She didn't like those very much. <laughs> I mean, going going across the league, uh, you know what? 
dear honest with you, I am a super big fan of the old Calgary jerseys. I love the old Boston jerseys, the current Boston jerseys. But I, I, I think, you know, minus Calgary, what I just said, the original six jerseys, I just love how they those have evolved so subtly. It's not yes. like anything super great. Seattle, Krakens this year, kind of dig their jerseys. Kind of do. That's a new age thing, though. Kind of like their color scheme. But yeah. we also like the Vegas uniforms. Yeah, I love and we those. really like their color scheme. They're new. Absolutely. When the Sharks came into the league, I'm sure that was I absolutely new. agree with you. You know, Zach Feltz out there listening, and then he's going to never listen to us again. I will say this. The Sharks have probably one of the coolest color schemes. I absolutely love that steel gray, that teal, and that black, you know, hint of orange, you know, like a burnt dark orange. That is classy as hell. When are you going to get your fucking logo right, though? Right. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. I don't know why, but I have never liked their logo they probably just stuck with that same 1997 or 1991 logo that they entered the league in it was smaller and then it just got bigger on the jersey it gets bigger and it's it's just (laughs) i don't know i just don't enjoy it it seems like there's got to be somebody out there a little more creative to do something a little bit more with that i just think it's just yeah, it's like, hey, National Geographic, put a hockey stick in its mouth. You know, I don't. <laughs> do you do you remember the uh, the Dallas jerseys when they switched to uh, it saying Dallas across the front yep. with a, a jersey number underneath it? Yes, I at first did not care for that because I thought like football jersey. It yep. looked a lot like a football jersey back when it, they, like the Cowboys yep. said Cowboys across the front, and then you had your jersey number on the front. Yep. Typically, you don't have a jersey number on the front of a hockey jersey. But then they grew on me, and I thought they were pretty cool. And Rockford and, you know, Northeast. Locally they're doing that? Rockford did that shortly thereafter, and they were pretty cool looking. You know, know, one thing to be said about the the jersey number in front, like you're saying, is baseball, it really doesn't matter. The game is not fast enough. Yeah, they only have the number on the back of their shirts. It doesn't matter. It's not a fast game. (laughs) I will say when a game introduces speed and contact like football, like hockey, like rugby, I definitely think you should have uh, jersey numbers on at least two, if not four points on a jersey, front, back, and sleeves. Yeah. When an infraction happens, an altercation happens, I don't want to guess who you are because it's going to get mixed up. You know, sometimes the angles change and you're a ref, you're an official trying to get in there. You could lose track of a guy. Or you only saw one digit of the two. Yes. I do think that there should be four points overall when it comes to jerseys. I agree with that as well. Uh, Hockey, uh, like a lot of jerseys have them on the upper lapel towards the collar. Just a little one sometimes. I think that's plenty enough for the front. Something on the front. But I do think, uh, you know, like I said, if there's altercations and stuff, an official needs to make a quick decision. I think they should be at least six inches tall on the sleeves and 12 inches on the back and something on the front. Yeah, and then, you know, know, helmet number on the back, and then they put them in the front. Do they uh, do that recently too? in recently? the NHL? Okay. Yep, I think that's a sharp look too. Yeah, basketball. I, you know what? I'll be real honest. You guys don't need numbers on your jerseys, and they don't wear sleeves either. No, they don't. You know what? I will say this, and I don't think I'm wrong on this. What's the highest number you will ever see on a basketball jersey? And I know there's a couple exceptions out there. The highest number on a basketball jersey. A little, little trivia for you. Wow. All right. Let's see, Chris. What do you want to go first, or should I? 70. I think the highest is 45. The correct answer is 55 for five fingers on each hand. Oh. So when they have 
they signal to the the bench officials for you know penalty or you know free throws or who, how, how many fouls they can sh- show it with more, their hands because there's a lot of infractions and things like that where you need to do numbers yeah from a distance they're not going up to a score box yep and verbalizing it that is quite the factoid did you listeners know that nope. now you do I know there's a couple a couple times it, it breaks a rule you know but uh other than that, I think that's where that became established back in the day because it was, you had two hands. And I want to say it was like 55 and you could do 54, but you couldn't do 57. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to be in that, you know, whatever your two hands could accommodate. How about that? So. Little factor. Do you think he's accurate on that being a thing? I mean, it makes sense, but, you know, kind of cutting out refs who. Missing <laughs> a digit there. I didn't yeah, have to say wrestled, uh, wrestled there, alligators. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That's where you went with that one. Yeah, well, construction <laughs> job took me out of reffing for the rest of my life. <laughs> well, well, since we were talking about trash jerseys, let's talk about a trash hockey player here. Oh, are you it really was, going that hard with this? I don't. I don't know. I because I will if you don't. Sometimes I like him and sometimes I, know, I don't. I hear um, Sidney Crosby? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a trash hockey player, though. <laughs> no. Actually, this guy isn't a trash hockey player. No, he's, he's actually a pretty good player. But uh, recently, it was it was recently announced that the NHL have not found any gambling uh, or any truth to the gambling a- uh, allegations against Evander Kane gambling on his team's outcome in NHL contests. And there is further ongoing investigation about some other allegations, but it's no surprise that he has a bit of a gambling problem. It he came it came out early in the season last year that he was in hock in Las Vegas for millions, um, and then he filed bankruptcy. Did he? I believe. I, I may be speaking out of school, but I feel like I heard. Something about him filing bankruptcy. What was his name? Evander Kane. Kane, yeah. So did the NHL just look at like sportsbet.com and search Evander Kane to see if that was a username and then called it good when that wasn't there? <laughs> I don't know what jersey number he is. Evander Kane 72. Yep. Seven <laughs> one. So, you know, I, I what's your take on this? My argument or early on in all of this, and I don't know if we ever talked about it on the air or on an episode, was um, hockey is a really tough sport to control the outcome of a game. Bullshit. If you're a goalie? I was going to say goalie. With the the exception of a goalie. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, With the exception of a goalie or a referee. But if he's on the payroll. (laughs) Oh yeah, <laughs> you just got a defenseman that got rich. Now that's a that's a <laughs> new seventy thirty split for him. I'd take that. That's a new or wrinkle. I'd offer that up. So, Depends what the parlay is. Hey, somebody let Brent score. <laughs> well, Vander Kane plays forward, so I don't. I guess the only control he could have is to make sure he misses the net wide, so he doesn't score a goal. But north of that, he can't control anything else. What his teammates do. Ah, so let's get to the let's get to the real question here, and then I'm gonna I, I want to go back on this. 
Do you think there should be? A, do you think it's okay that he's betting on? Uh, he's not betting on his own sport, is what you're saying. But do you do you th- well, do you see a problem with him betting? In, that was the allegation, he, though, right? He was. Yeah, the allegation was betting on his he, own sport. He was betting on his. I. I I've, I thought you said own team. I believe it to be that he's betting on his own sport, but the allegations were betting that he has bet on his own games. Sus- now, his suspension for so, life, just like Pete Rose done. I, yeah. <laughs> I think it all could be controlled to an extent if you don't allow athletes and professional sports to gamble on their respective sport. So if you play hockey, you can gamble on NASCAR or basketball or baseball or whatever. If you play, uh, you know, anything else, you can't gamble on your specific sport. I I, th- I think, I, you know, I, I absolutely see your side. But I also totally don't think if you're, if you are a professional athlete, and I, and I know we were talking about it earlier about loopholes and stuff like that. If you're a professional athlete, you don't you don't bet on shit. All right, you keep your nose completely out of it. You don't have any influence uh, uh, in the NFL. You don't have any influence in NASCAR. You don't have any influence in baseball. You don't have any. You don't have your hands in a pot at all. Okay, uh, and I'm speaking uh, maybe a little bit differently based on once again because I'm old, and I do remember. Pete Rose, actually, the whole thing when it happened, and that's still a thing. It he can't get inducted into the Hall of Fame, even though he deserves to he be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think. I think it was Bud Selig was the commissioner at that time, and he laid down like the biggest suspension in Major League history. Outside set the tone would set the tone, yep. but it was uh, the second largest one set aside uh, besides uh, Shoeless Joe Jackson and, and, and the Black Sox. And they were the White Sox, but they were known as the Black Sox. And I can't even tell you the year without, uh, you know, taking a moment and looking it up, that the, uh, they were known for throwing games in the playoffs in order to make a lot of money back in the uh, the early 1900s. Um, you shouldn't have any influence. You shouldn't be betting on that stuff. You are making how much money? Don't piss it away gambling. You get you get paid to play uh, yeah, a sport. Not if you're throwing games, though. <laughs> I don't. I yeah, think that's that's the whole thing. You I know, think it's, it's unconstitutional. You shouldn't be gambling on un- your unconstitutional. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> is that the yeah. fifth part of the First Amendment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I miss no, that one? It's not it's... in there. It's not in there right now. But really. <laughs> It's the pursuit of happiness and gambling. Yeah. It just that's what that meant in the declaration. It just takes so much away from the sport. I just I don't know. I'm I don't like it. Do you think it's okay if a guy gambles outside of his, his sport? Though? I think it's okay. I I think it's okay to gamble outside of your respective sport. But I also don't I'm not a big gambler and I'm I really don't like the idea of balancing a game in your favor because you owe somebody money your bookie or you have a lot of money riding on it or your grandma's got money riding on the game i just don't you you almost don't have a conscience if you you're willing to do something like that so like point shaving and things like that i think is just absolutely horrible but i don't mind if a guy in the nhl gambles on nfl football games 
if you can't have any way of controlling the outcome of it, I think it should be fair. But God dang it, I, I see your point about just having an embargo on professional athletes from the time they start getting paid to play to the time they retire. They, they're in a no-fly zone. I, I, I think that's the way it should be. I mean, we could be sitting here, and, and I'm a, oh, you know, we'll just make it fun here. I'm a world-class soccer player, and, you know, Stefan, you're over here, and, and you're you're one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. You know what? Hey, <laughs> Stefan. Can you shut put, up, Chris? Can you throw can you throw a little money on my games? This is you know you know you know bet on us to lose. You know I'm going to be lazy or whatever. You know, and I'm a midfielder and I actually have total control of a game almost. I'm just having an off game on this one, and then you're on the other side going, "Hey, Brent, you know what? I'm a quarterback. You know I can throw that wide." Uh, just stay out. I know it. Just stay out. I want to argue Keep your with nose you. Clean. I want to argue with you so bad on it. Because I think it should be okay, but I also, God, I really—they all your know point. each other for the most part. I really see I, your you point know. on that one, and and I I can't completely disagree with you on it. I do, I I do think, and I, with the I'll go back to the Pete Rose because I do remember when that all happened. Is like you know what I totally agree with, um, and it has been proven that Pete Rose did not gamble on the Reds. He did not bet on his own team, but he bet on every other game out there. Um, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? And I'm going to say absolutely yes. Um, do I agree with him having to wait a little longer? Absolutely. Do I agree um, that he should have been suspended? Absolutely. Um, but if he would have done this at, say, 26 years old, you know what? Suspend him for a season. Give him a second chance. I mean, Pete Rose got nailed when everybody was using a notepad. Uh huh. You know? Now you can't tell me these athletes aren't sitting there on their phone, sitting there doing fan fan duel going. You can create a username anywhere and do anything. Absolutely. Like, how can they really check it unless there's an audit by the FBI? I yeah. mean, that's federal, they right? Probably Is it set them up. <laughs> he probably well, talked about it. He's pretty arrogant. Do we have to do the conspiracy? Nah, no, I'm, we're not. I gotta do that. Who, when you said Eric and Evander, or yeah, I'm sure Evander's like, holy oh. shit, man, look how much I just won on Vegas losing. He, he <laughs> I really, can hear it. He always has something to say. He, he does. He called out the that uh, the YouTube sensation who's gone boxer now, the uh, Paul Jake, brothers, yeah, Jake Paul. Yeah, he called those guys out. Um, him, I guess his wife left him, or they're separated now. I think I think he's he's going. He's got stuff. He's on had to do a bad way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who was that? Um. So going back to like the point shaving and things, there was a referee in the NBA. Yeah. Who I can't remember his name. I can't now. remember his but name. There was too. a big conspiracy about that, and that was a real shitty one. Yeah. Because he was controlling the outcome. The actual, yeah, yeah. The actual. He was calling fouls to make sure people weren't getting. Yeah. In that or, guy's yeah. definitely not welcome to get inducted to any no. Hall of Fame. But I think Pete Rose definitely deserves. Yeah, wow. and he's still alive, isn't he? Yes, Pete okay. Rose is still. Alive. He still does signings. Get he him, still does. Get, get him. the guy in there before he dies. Yeah, yeah. I do. He's, I do. He's done his time, and he's done it better than most. It's no different than an NHL player. It, you know, it, there's the Vander Kane thing. If he never, maybe he never bet on his team at all, but he bet on the Red Wings playing the Rangers. That's basically you know? what Pete Rose did. That's the exact same thing he did, and it's legal. And I believe gambling is now legal in all 50 states. And 
It, it, it's a tough call. I mean, it re- it really is. And the the other thing is too is each one of these sports are have different commissioners and different sanctioning powers and all this kind of stuff. There's no uniformity to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Because if I sit here and Evander Kane, if he did a, the exact same thing as Pete Rose, just saying. And then all of a sudden this kid sits there and he gets suspended for, you know, 30 games. Or uh, how long would a suspension be if he, if he if he did do something wrong? One season? And we're talking about Pete Rose that has been, he was the all-time walk leader, all-time hit leader. Uh, you know, Charlie Hustle was his nickname. He defined baseball with the big red machine, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. Unreal. And he's been out since, I don't know, 1990s? ish yeah. 89 88 i don't know somewhere in that range i think that's bullshit i, I just agree. i'm sorry it's nuts it's nuts pete rose changed the game of baseball with his style and he can't be in the hall of fame when he was proven not to even bet on his game and this guy could yeah. le- legitimately be playing the season well baseball is another tough one to control the outcome of a game is it because you could really only control yourself you can't really control. I can strike out four times in a game. That's what I'm saying. You can strike yourself out, or you can miss any ball that's hit towards you. That that's about. I had enough game. That's about all you got out of the deal. You know. You know. That's that's it. Everybody, you have to have your team on board with you, and that's what I'm saying about the Vander Kane thing. I don't think it's real easy for him to control the outcome. Uh, for that matter, too, you you know a, a point. Or you made the point about a, being a goaltender and being able to control that outcome. Yep, pitcher well, when good as well. If yeah. you're if you're letting goals in, you're going to get pulled. Oh, absolutely. So Same your, thing with a pitcher. You watch walk a bunch of guys. Or yeah. Oh, you don't have the velocity you need. You're going to be out by the you know third inning or fifth run. Yep. Yeah. You I know. think it's very hard to do that. So hopefully, maybe that's know, all you bet on then. But you know, the first three the, innings. Yeah. The, the thing with the the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks or Blackhawks, uh, uh, Black Sox back in the day in baseball was, is basically you have your roster of 18 or whatever it was. And I want to say it was something stupid, like 11 or 12 were on the payroll. So it was, everybody was doing it. Like, and there was like six guys that were trying to be legit going, man, you're blowing our chance. You you know? And and that's kind of, I guess how it came out back in the day. Because all of a sudden it's like you guess what you're sitting go and you put this guy in and he's like great I'm on the payroll too I can miss that fly ball <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's just interesting it is it is hopefully things turn around for the guy uh, yeah I think he's a tremendous, personally personally yeah. he has a lot of personal issues I, him and his uh, I now a strange wife I, I suppose. They lost. Um, Why well, she got a they, third eye? They, they lost a baby. They lost. say that make me feel all like garbage. I get it. They, they lost a baby late oh, in pregnancy, that. and it, it, you know, so maybe that's the start of all of this. And he's gotten into some financial trouble and things like that. So I totally get it. I hope man. he turns it around big time. When 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 tough things happen in your life, you got choices to make, and you got to go back on the on the founding principles of who you are and you know if, if they're not in line it can be a slippery slippery slope i think deep down everybody wants to see the best yeah and everybody deep down you know so you even though you may not like that person you still kind of want them to get humble and 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 be be right be good and even if you don't like a guy you can still be kind of inspired by a comeback yeah. You know, it's like, hey, like here he that. is. Yeah, look, he's I, hitting rock bottom. Evander, Evander Kane, if you, if you ever listen to this, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of you. 
But you know what? I do tune in to watch to see what you're going to do, and I'm not going to lie. You're a player. Yeah. You know, get your shit right. I want to see you keep playing. Oh, he's pissing you know? people off all over the NHL and and all the podcasts, you know, former yeah. NHL players. Nobody I, I really – he's kind of like – a little bit like um, Sean Avery. Sean Avery. Yeah. yeah, I saw you winding <laughs> yeah. up on that. I was thinking the same yeah. thing. But then I heard him interviewed on a couple of other podcasts. He's five times more talented than Sean Avery ever thought of being. Probably right. <laughs> but he seems like a good enough guy. But I just don't like the way Sean Avery talks. I don't. I don't like. The, I don't like the way he looks. I don't like his cadence. Way, oh. You know, and I don't. I don't like the way he looks either. If something about his face just says, I want to punch, punch, punch it. Yeah. Yeah. I got to find somebody big to do it for me. <laughs> I love it. You got anything else for I, us tonight? Uh, just a couple of little notes here based on um, some dates uh, for anybody that's wondering. The NHL preseason starts September 25th and goes through October 9th. The regular season starts October 12th, and that features the opening night features Pittsburgh versus uh, Tampa Bay the defending Stanley Cup champions, and uh, the inaugural uh, Seattle Kraken versus the previous inaugural um, Las Vegas Golden Knights. You know what? I, That's I, quite a matchup. I, I got a feeling I kind of want to tune into that second one. I think I want to watch them both. I'm going to watch well, them yeah, both. But I, the, the second one, I agree with you. I think uh, I, I want to see those jerseys get broken out. I can't wait to see out. this. Yeah. I like to I like to see what Seattle does. Can they catch lightning in a bottle like Vegas did? Now the the question that I have, uh, I don't know if I missed it. Who's home during that uh, opening night game? Is was it Seattle or was it? Uh, I'm interested to see the fans minus the COVID. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I can't recall. I want to say Vegas was underneath. Okay, so I so think that it's an means- away game. Gotcha. But I may be mistaken. You did see me scroll through yeah. the whole preseason, yep. so I saw a, a month worth of games all lined up. We will uh, we'll look into that. I haven't that seen pictures of the stadium or anything. I, I I'll be honest. I don't live in Washington, so I don't care. It, right? But <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> you can't wait to see it, though. I, you know what? I really do have, hope they have a great a great season. But I I do, I have never been a fan of uh, Washington or Seattle. And I'll tell you, Nirvana did this to my uh, to my life, uh, and then Stone Temple Pilots and Pearl Jam. Who's you that? Got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You guys ruined rock and roll, and you ruined the way that I feel about your state. And I don't care to see it rain that much. So. Uh, Hope you don't make the playoffs. On, on, the other, <laughs> on the other hand, with the exception of Pearl Jam, I like all of those. But then again, we're about 10, what do you mean? What are we? Ten, fifteen years apart in age. Yeah. So 20. your your rock and your rock and roll is beat your grunge any day. That many years ahead <laughs> of Elvis Presley. The, the, only, uh, the only two good things to ever come out of Seattle was Alice in Change and Soundgarden and Starbucks. No, <laughs> and then one, one other note: uh, the, the little golf talk. The Ryder Cup starts on Friday, so I plan to tune in and, and have a little uh, golf talk when uh, Jay gets back in the fold. Ryder Cup is 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 this weekend? What yes. Jan, Jenna Jameson making a comeback? Huh? <laughs> God, I hate golf. Oh man, you just had to get a dig in there. I had to. All next oh, week's North. episode is is going to be <laughs> the Ryder Cup. Hundred percent golf talk. Ride her, ride him. God, I hate golf so, so much. Somebody's riding something. <laughs> Before we wrap this up, Chris, do you have anything to add? Nope. Nope. All right. Well, with that, 
We appreciate all of you for listening. Don't forget to check out our socials and justchirpin.com. Um, we'll be back next week with another Rip Roaring episode, and we'll see you at the rink. Make good choices, everyone. Welcome to the show. It's called Chirpin, you and Chirpin's what we do. And if you play a little bit of hockey, then I'm sure you'll be chirping too. So pull up a chair and grab a brew and listen to Chirpin.